Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, fuckboyinest, quarantine livingest recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, boy. Okay. So I didn't realize that this was the last one. I thought we were getting more episodes. Oh no! Got to end on the on the high note here, which is one Steve's favorite season, so they had to end with it. And two, you got to segue into the Claire season that's coming our way. Yeah, I guess I from the way that the they were shooting, it looked like we were gonna get a couple more though. Like it because they clipped more seasons than they showed us. So I was like, I thought we were getting Rachel's season, for example. So uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that, but. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, an update for all the loyal listeners last week. I ordered some products from Gray Suede. Yes. And yes, um, I'm very excited. I got this like faux fur jacket that was like all neutral colors and act, like very actually cute. Um, and like a tie-dye loungy set and like a black blouse that I'm not sure is going to work, but it was like $9. So I was like, it's worth the gamble. Um, I figured it was all worth the gamble. So it's um, that stuff. I don't know when it's arriving because I it got confirmed, but because I ordered it on a holiday weekend, I'm like not holding my breath, you know, like mm-hmm. it'll arrive when it arrives. But as soon as it does, you'll all get the lowdown on how all of Gray Suede's products look. What about the no jilly box updates since I asked you about it an hour ago, right? Yeah. I was like, you just texted me about the jilly Um, Yeah. I haven't heard anything from Jillian. So uh, I, Jillian. I don't know. Jillian, I know you listen. I know you listen to this. I know you're a huge fan. We have um, millions, millions of followers and Jilly can't even hook us up with a box. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Jillian. Get with the program. So, uh, no, I would totally, I would totally order a jelly box just for the experience. Um, but uh, I already, I mean, God, I'm so behind on my book reading. Just like in general, like I have a bunch of books I need to read, and I'm behind on all of them. But now, of course, this episode, you know, put another book on my to read list, and that's just rude. So I let's just. That. I know. So let's just get into it. Uh, cause, um, I, my first note besides, wait, this is the last one was, wait, why did everyone love this guy so much? Yeah, they like, were like super horny for him. Like we've had bachelors in the past where the girls are like, oh, he's so perfect and he's so amazing. But this time all the contestants were like foaming at the mouth. They're just like, oh God, he's such a hunk of meat. I just want to lick his pecs. Like it was, it was weird. It was very strong sexual energy. <laughs> it was really weird. And like, and the thing is, I mean, to, to support Brad more, I mean, Brad was way better looking. So anyway, if anyone was going to be like irrationally horny over someone, it should have been, <laughs> but I think it was like the accent. I really do think the accent was a lot of it. And like, and that he's a dad, like, I think that stuff was hot. Like, you know, like, the game Dream Daddy isn't popular for nothing. I mean, okay, that's a bad example because that's like 
that's like daddies dating other daddies, but still, have you played it? It's Daddy uh, Bachelor Edition. Oh, I've, I've played Dream Daddy. I'm a fan of oh, the dating. Man. Yeah, I, lo- I love. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Dream Daddy, and I've I've been thinking about playing it on stream. Uh, catch catch me on Twitch, Hello Max Caulfield. Anyway, um, so <laughs> next next up, Dream Daddy. Yeah, Bachelor Edition. It's got it's just Bachelor skins. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that was part of it. It's like you know what is in love actually don't don't they kind of address that where it's like women just love an accent. It doesn't matter if you're unpopular in the UK. If you come to America, they will love you because you have an accent. (laughs) So I think that that's basically the same thing. Everyone's just like, like Andy said, you know, she's like, I don't even care what he says. Like, just have him talk to me. And uh, the future proves that that's incorrect. She does care what he says. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, I forgot about some of the like really strange characters in this season, like that Amy check, like they didn't uh, highlight her nearly enough. No, they, well, they, they really focused in on just sort of the end. Like after they got over the initial, like extreme horniness, uh, they, they immediately zeroed in on like the top five contestants, I would say. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of love for you know, Amy or, uh, Kylie, the redhead or, who else? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, um, Lucy the free spirit. Lucy the free spirit who does not wear shoes. That's and you know. yeah, so free. And Cassandra, um, she's like, um, she was around for a while. She did a couple other bachelor yeah, things, she, didn't she? She was, she was. She's done other stuff. I mean, she was around until week six. Also, I was kind of pulling for her because she's from Shelby Township, Michigan. And I am from New Baltimore, Michigan, which is a mere ten-minute drive to Shelby Township. So, uh, yeah, got wow. I got my hometown girl. Also, she's a she's like a dancer for the Detroit Pistons, which is super cool. Yeah, and then I'm like a makeup artist. Pretty cool. Yeah. She's she was really sweet. Um, yeah. So it was interesting because they just didn't focus on any of them, but uh, they spent a lot of time focusing on uh, one of my favorite people. And that's Charlene. And um, God, I really do love Charlene. Like she is gorgeous and a genius. Oh, yeah. Charlene's fantastic. And just seeing her and Andy, like I just want to see a show where it's Charlene and Andy just dragging shitty dudes. That's my dream. For real. Like she's great. Now, I think Charlene... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Charlene has done a number of Bachelor recaps. Am I wrong? Uh, I, I have, I'm actually not that sure. I'm not sure. I know like as far as, as far as like participating more in the show, she hasn't done anything. Like we didn't see her on TV again after this, but she right. made some recap stuff. I swear, I swear she's done some recap stuff. Cause I, I don't know. It's either, well, cause I know th- we knew that she had a blog cause we looked at her all the pretty pandas.com. Also, Charlene, get an SSL certificate. Your site is not secure. <laughs> um, Charlene, I know you're a huge fan of this of this podcast. Um, why do you not have it HTTPS? The sites that don't have secure, like it's not hard to get an SSL certificate. It literally takes no time at all. So I don't understand why people do this to me and they upset me and not update their websites 
And how many years has it been? This is a requirement. You're not going to rank on Google. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Like a poor anyway. child. Charlene, you're really smart, but you need to hire somebody else for. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I mean, she's blogging things. She seems to do a, a, uh, a relationship podcast with her now husband or partner. Uh, that's about it. And he's, he's got some, some old guy, daddy vibes going himself. What's so what's, what's up with him? Seriously. Um, not what's up with him. That sounds rude, but like, what does what's he do? The deal? <laughs> what does he so do? Yeah. What does he do? Cause how did, how did he know Nick? They didn't really, they were just like, we're buddies and he was dating my girlfriend or whatever. And it's like, wait, what? I was really how did, like, the way that he set it up was he didn't know Nick and he was out with Charlene when he was dating Charlene and Nick tried to hit on Charlene. And then he was just like, Hey, that's my girlfriend. And then him and Nick became friends because of that experience. So whatever. Oh, that okay. Was. <laughs> that was really confusing. Yes. She has done recaps. I'm not an idiot. Um, so, so Charlene has an FAQ. So like, I would say out of all the recaps you could read, like Charlene's would be one of the best. I would, I would guess. Um, one of the questions on her FAQ was, you seem well-adjusted and intelligent. Why were you on The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, it's a misconception that people on The Bachelor or any reality show are dumb, desperate, or crazy. The unique circumstances of filming might make them behave crazily, but for the most part, we are normal and have our marbles intact. If you've ever asked or thought to ask me or any other Bachelor alum this question, you should be reading my recaps if you aren't already. So the last episode she recapped was Peter's last episode. Um, so yeah, so she, oh, and they're, they're fairly, uh, they're fairly, the, they're fairly detailed. They're, they're quite long. Hmm. Um, so yeah, if you want to catch some good recaps, cause I, I think reality Steve gave her a shout out a while back and that's how I knew that she was doing these recaps, but I hadn't read them, but I know he's a huge fan of hers. Um, which I mean, I totally get it. Um, yeah, but I don't know what, what her husband does. I was like looking up his Instagram and it wasn't helpful because it just was his name. Like usually that's where people say what they do. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's like a musician, I guess. I, I mean, I figured he was a musician, but if you're a musician, wouldn't you like say you're a musician? Yeah, you would think so. On like, yeah, on like your thing. Um, Stay at home dad for zero children. (laughs) Yeah, I just really couldn't figure it out because I'm like, I I feel like you would, if you're a musician, you're going to put that everywhere and not just have guitars in the background of, of, you know, where you're filming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was really confused by that. And it's, and I was kind of hoping it would be covered in, Charlene's FAQ, but no such luck. <laughs> it's not. So, uh, but one of the questions she answers is, how do you curl your hair? It's important to know. Uh, hot rollers. And uh, sh- uh, she also gets gets asked what she wears under backless tops. Those are questions that apparently people ask her enough that she considers them to be frequently asked questions 
Wow, she must wear a lot of backless tops. I don't. What, I don't know what she wore. Who cares? What does it matter? She said, she said I am amazed. Well, I think it's because the women want to know. We want to know because we want to purchase it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's actually totally valid. Like I get that as a woman, like wanting to know because there's these weird, like chicken cutlet looking bra things oh, that, like. Yeah, they like so the ones she uses are the brand is called Nippies Skin. Ooh. Uh the ultimate nipple cover. And uh yeah, that's they're made with ultra thin matte invisifeel silicone invisifeel mm. <laughs> for the sm- smoothest most invisible coverage possible. Love uh it. and they cover light to dark skin tones and for some reason they use celebrity pictures on on their thing that I'm pretty sure these celebrities have not endorsed and would probably be upset about if they saw it. But okay. Um but yeah, so she apparently wears those and uh and she said I've I am amazed at how often I've been asked this. But hey, such concerns are valid. <laughs> And that's why Charlene's cool. That's why Charlene is really cool. Yeah, she's pretty chill. I, yeah. I like, and she does seem normal and well adjusted. So, uh, and I, I understand that people that are on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, I'm sure there's more normal people that we give them credit for. But Charlene is the rare contestant who was normal and was able to present herself as such and still get really, really far. So, very rare, very rare. Totally. And she does, she is still an opera singer. She still does that stuff. Um, as, as recently she, as the 2019, 2020 season, she had stuff going on, obviously now, probably not so much. Um, but it looks like a couple events probably got canceled in April and May for her. Um, but she was, she was set to do something with the Calgary opera in April and May. So she's, She's still killing it. And she's got a really nice um, uh, singing website that also, Charlene, doesn't have an SSL certificate. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get basic shit, Charlene. HTTPS is not hard. Okay, what's your host? Tell me. Charlene, reach out to me. I can help you get your website to the next level. Okay? Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Uh, That's all I have to say about that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was weird because she's clearly super duper talented and interesting. And even though she's being very, very generous to the other contestants, I mean, she really does stand out, though. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, yeah. Like, you know, she's like, oh, well, we're all totally normal. It's like, yeah, but you're like way cooler than most people who have been on The Bachelor. And you like you have to know that. Right. Yeah. And everybody. I mean, I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone here, but I would say most Bachelor fans know who Charlene is and she didn't do anything outside of this one season and she didn't make it to the finals. But if you, if you ask people about Juan Pablo's season, they'll be like, oh yeah, Charlene. Awesome. <laughs> like immediately. So she definitely, uh, I think she made her mark and she's just cool. I just want to hang out with her. Yeah, and she did a bunch of operas in Germany, and that's really cool too. Yeah, I'm reading her reviews oh. now, and they're and they're just glowing. 
So it's not just the reality TV world who loves her. It's also the opera world. <laughs> uh, I'm so corny. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, I would, I would love to see Charlene in an opera. That would be cool. I would definitely go see that. <laughs> yeah, that would be really fun. Like, um, it looks like she did one in Philadelphia not too long ago. So I know she's like in Canada most of the time, right? But it looks like she kind of does shows all over. So once, you know, the world uh, comes back uh, to whatever it is, we should go. We, we should go see Charlene in an opera. That would be I've, rad. I've never been to the opera before, but I would go to the really? opera for Charlene. Yep. You've never been to the opera? Oh, see, I'm a weird classically trained musician nerd girl who's definitely been to the opera. But bougie. I will. I'm not bougie. It was a requirement. <laughs> I, I only go to the opera for reality TV fandom and not because I go to the opera. So there. That's kind <laughs> of a great reason to do it. Her hair is perfect, too. It really is. She has like perfect hair. Yeah. So I'm. I wish I'm not I surprised she gets that question. Yeah. My hair is sure. long, but not in a flattering way at all. So. <laughs> oh, she covered Listen to Your Heart as well. Oh. And apparently she covered it in a way where it was like, uh, whoa, I'm so confused. Um, She covered Listen to Your Heart, but was talking about where you could buy some of the outfits. Oh, sponsored really? post. What's going on there? That's weird. Well, she has a, she has a, a part called like shop hub, what I'm wearing, buying and eyeing. Okay. So okay. she has like, she has like currently coveting stuff and then what I wore dupes and IDs. So she's got her stuff like, okay, on my recent IGTV, this was what I wore. And then here's what so-and-so, oh, everybody was talking about this velvet jumpsuit. Well, here's where you can get it, you know, uh, on Lulu's for 52 bucks or whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> My job. Just to tell people what I wear and then they like me and then I make money. <laughs> I mean, dude, I mean, that's this is why she's great because she can just do shit like this. Good for her. Good yeah. for you. Um, she's got a picture um, from June uh, with Kayla Quinn. Um, wait a minute. What? She said Kayla asked me to be her bridesmaid on national television. Wait, I missed that. That happened on June 22nd, and I don't remember when that happened. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. Well, good for her, though. Do you remember when Kayla got interviewed? No, I don't, actually. I'm me neither. I'm like, what episode? What <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this. Kayla, Kayla, I don't remember when you got interviewed, but apparently she asked Charlene to be her bridesmaid. I don't remember that. We probably yeah, talked about it, too. We're probably just really dumb right now, and we probably already talked about it. Anyway. Um, of my own stupidity. <laughs> now I'm going to shop the, the outfits that Charlene is telling me to buy. That's the next thing. This is good. You're going to have a full bachelor, bachelorette endorsed. <laughs> yeah. What if all, the only things I wore were either like worn by or sold by bachelorette and bachelor contestants? Oh, my God. That'd be that incredible. would be 
Kind of great. Oh, I mean, I remember when we talked about Kayla's blog. I do remember that because I think I was comparing Kayla's blog. I remember now. Uh, I was comparing Kayla's blog with Charlene's blog, and I'm pretty sure I was uh, uh, definitely taking a side. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> wow. And it's weird. All these like Bachelor contestants, for some reason, they all have partnerships with Nordstrom's. And I like what's what's so interesting about Nordstrom's? Like, who cares? They have right? an obscene influencer budget with whatever agency they work with for PR and social media. (laughs) It's like obvious, but it's like they can't all love Nordstrom's. No. Who, who really genuinely loves Nordstrom's? Come on. Nordstrom's doesn't have a personality. As far as I'm concerned, like being someone who worked for a department store that also had issues. um, (laughs) Like I just, I feel like in terms of department stores, like Nordstrom has less of a personality than like even Macy's. Like I just, I'm just like, what are you? Like expensive Macy's? No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird too. Cause like Nordstrom is, you're at like a shitty mall and they're next to like the fucking hot dog on a stick, but still there's like, oh, these shoes cost $400 and that feels weird to me. And then you go to Nordstrom Rack and you're like, Hey, what if everything was like five bucks, but like you got to dig through piles of shit that's just laying on the floor? Like, <laughs> well, and everything is like five below quality. You're like, you're like, this Nordstrom rack is worse than TJ Maxx. Yeah. So why am I here when I could just be at TJ Maxx? I don't get it. It's it's one of the uh, many anxiety attack stores, as I call them, because they, they yes. deeply upset me with their chaos. So uh, Marshalls, Home Goods, um, oh. Tuesday morning. That's the worst one. That place. No, that's not the worst one. You know what the worst one is, is at home. I think that one's much worse. I've never been to an at home before. Uh, Panic attack. I'll uh, chalk that up as a place to visit. (laughs) If you want to have hobo quality um, furniture, but presented to you like it's home goods, then go to at home. It's not good. It's not good. You're like, this stuff is shitty. Like the quality is shitty. And I could just go to world market and spend a little bit more and have something that's actually solid. So why would I buy this? By the way, I'm a huge world market fan. If anybody doesn't know that about me. And garden with a little rake for the sand. Is that- <laughs> I can't tell you how much furniture I've bought at world market. I'm a huge fan. I also own a lot of the scarves and pieces of jewelry, and uh, I buy a lot of ornaments from there. So, and tea sets. Oh man, <laughs> it's a really good place for home goods. It's like it's like Pier One, but Pier One depresses me now because they're not doing well. Well, they're not just not doing well; they're completely out of business. <laughs> Well, I just, I think their website is still functional because I just went on there the other day because I was looking at, I'm, I'm shopping for new, I'm shopping for new, like, uh, like dinnerware because all of the, all of the plates that I eat off of are from my great grandmother and they, uh, are like probably $30 a plate. And I'm like, I shouldn't be eating off these just casually. Fine China there, the, uh. Yeah, I eat like microwave popcorn out of like a big serving ware thing with a lid. It's all fancy. And I'm just like, meh. Uh, 
that's that happened. And because uh, when I moved into my new apartment, like after my divorce, I didn't have any dishes. So my mom was like, well, we've got these from your great grandma. <laughs> and she's like, nobody ever uses them. And so I like I used them for like a few years. And my boyfriend has like mismatched shit. Most of the time we're eating on plastic plates or like weird glass plates with like divots for like, um, like punch, you know, punch glasses or whatever. And I'm just like, I just want us to have like one set that's just the same, <laughs> like, and get rid of all of this weird mismatch shit. And we're going to put great grandma's plates like upstairs for holidays, you know, that they can stay in the attic. And so I've been on Pier One and Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel and World Market and where else? I don't know. Bunch of places, you know, but like, I kind of know what I'm going for. There's a lot of stuff at World Market I like, uh, but Pure One is still selling online. Uh, they're doing some like liquidating though, for sure. So you oh, yeah. go on there and they're just like, it's like sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta jump fast if you want to get some of this dinnerware. Cause it is, it's still available, but it's going. But I'm sad because I actually really loved Pier One, but they did not like age well. No, everything is like 2002 forever. That's that's the look of Pier One. Yeah, they have cute. All they also have cute ornaments. They're a really good store for ornaments. But like, yeah, they just like I remember thinking a Papa San was really cool in 2002. And, mm-hmm. you know, I bought one more recently than that, but I wouldn't buy one now. No, uh, but here what it's like, oh, yeah, here's a Papasan chair. It's three hundred dollars. But they're selling a Papasan chair in every color. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I feel for Pier One is my point uh, going out of business. It's so sad. And um, but you can still get dinnerware there, just so you know, Um uh, snap it up while it's while it's hot but yeah so uh at home at home is very anxiety inducing for me i totally get the tuesday morning thing yeah home goods i don't home goods isn't too bad for me um but nordstrom rack has never been good um forever 21 i think is the classic example of like i'm never going in that store again um because it's so bad and uh yeah i just that's why i just stick to target yeah because it's laid out so nice you can breathe you know but you still walk out with you know way more than what you wanted but like at least you were uh comfortable uh while they stole money out of your pocket (laughs) uh so anyway i don't know what why we went all that way oh yeah because i was bitching about nordstrom's yeah i just don't get i don't get nordstrom's I, yeah. I just really don't get it at all. Um, I don't get this is our transition. Um, now, I'm sure she's listening right now, so I apologize in advance because maybe this was just you not, you know, uh, transferring well to the television. Why did Renee last so long on this season? You want to talk about like the dark horse forgotten woman of season 18 of The Bachelor. Renee is definitely it. She, her only thing is she had, she had a kid, but she didn't really talk about the kid. She had like big time Florida energy to me. 
Like she just looked like she liked to sit on the beach and smoke like Virginia Slims. And she, I think the only like memorable thing that happened with her and Juan Pablo was they were having a date on the beach and a bunch of seagulls came and tried to eat their food. And Juan Pablo was like, ah, he's like chasing seagulls around trying to get them to stop eating the food. But she lasted forever. And I don't, I don't understand it. So what, what's your take on Renee here? So here's my take on Renee. I didn't even have her in my notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's Point so for- she's so forgettable. I didn't even have her in my notes for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. I went right to writing about Andy because oh, you know I love the dwarf. Big oh, fan. We're big, big dwarf fan. over here. <laughs> big dwarf head. Um, so so we all know that I read Andy Dorfman's first book. She does have a second book that I knew about, and then she came on this show to tell us that she's coming out with a third book. Oh, more Dorf. That's what we need. So I got some Dorf to read. Um, I'm going to say something really complimentary about Andy. Um, uh, that I don't want it to sound like disparaging to other people, but I think <laughs> Andy is, I think Andy's like just aging really well. And mm-hmm. cause she like looks older. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can tell that she's older than when she was on the show, <laughs> but not in a way that's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like, Oh, she's just like a normal person who grows older because that's what we do with yeah. time. <laughs> and I just like, it was like really refreshing where it was like, I feel like she wasn't like, she was wearing like a pretty normal amount of makeup. She just did her hair kind of normal. Like she's just, she just like looked very like natural. And I was like, Oh, I, I like that anyway. Um, but uh, of course I like a great, a great hairdo and makeup, you know, you know, makeup routine as well. But I just was like, I don't know. There was something about it because because her book was so like sex in the city wannabe. It was kind of driving me nuts. And then to see her just like chilled out and like, yeah, I'm single, but I'm kind of good with it right now. And, you know, like I'm I'm doing OK. I was like, oh, be like this all the time. You're just great. Just keep being yeah. that. Don't try and yeah. be something not. Just come on. Ride those chill vibes, Andy. That's what you need. To yeah, do. I don't know what it is. Like, I just felt like the book was so tryhard, and I was such a big fan of Andy on, you know, on Juan Pablo season and on her own season. I just thought she was great, so I was just like, I don't get it. And so it was just nice to see her, just kind of like be her again. So anyway, mm-hmm. that that's what I have to say about about Andy Dorfman. So uh, the the big thing with Andy here that everybody remembers from her season and part of the reason why she is so fondly remembered is um she had an experience with juan pablo where basically he was only concerned with himself because he's a selfish prick and she was like i realized that you know we that you barely know who i am because all you do is talk about yourself and you don't care (laughs) and he's just like okay okay it's okay 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 and then she calls him out too because he's he doesn't really have any emotional reaction to this because of course he doesn't give a shit because he's incapable of having emotions unless it's somehow beneficial to him. And my favorite part of this whole exchange 
is she's like, you don't know like what my political beliefs are, you know, what, what my religion is, what this is, what kind of person I am. And it's like, how can you expect to be in a relationship? And then he tries to give her a gotcha and he goes, Oh, well, well what's, what's my religion? She goes Catholic. And then Catholic, doesn't bitch. Even miss a beat, doesn't even miss a beat. And then keeps digging into him. And I was just like, Oh, it's so good. But this part is, I mean, this is the real exposure of Juan Pablo because even at this point, you start to like the facade starts to crack around Charlene. Cause when Charlene's like, there's nothing for me here. This sucks ass. I'm leaving. And you're like, uh, yeah, Juan Pablo seems kind of boring, but he's not just boring. He's a shithead. And Andy's the one who cracks it wide open. But Claire seems to be the one who, and, and the bachelor encourages this discourse, but she's framed as like the hero here because she's the one who walked off and said, you know, I would never want a man like you to raise my children and blah, 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 which again, it's true, but I don't think anything Claire says or does is it, it doesn't expand on anything that Andy did. Andy's the one who cracked this thing open. So Andy should be the hero. Claire, you're just following in her footsteps. That's what I'm getting to. Oh, Andy is the hero in my mind. She's always been the hero. I It was funny because when they were like, well, how about Claire? I was like, wasn't it Andy? Wasn't it Andy who called him out? I mean, it's like, first of all, I read the book. And so it was like fresh in my mind. But I also remember when it happened. Because, yeah, I felt like, and I mean, that's why they picked Andy to be the Bachelorette. Because it was like, she, they didn't pick Claire. They picked Andy. Because she was telling it like it was. Like, she was just like, you don't even care who I am. And it's not like you should be upset. Like if you gave a shit, this would upset you. So it's obvious that you don't care. And, you know, having her say, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like he just wanted to talk about himself. And also he probably just wanted to like, you know, like make out and have sex and stuff and like, not like talk to her or get to know her. So and she and like she was saying, it's a great opportunity to get to know people. We've had other people come out of fantasy suites and like, well, and we could see that that's how Andy used it because on her season, that's how she used it. You know, she yeah. she she was like, oh, I'm going to get to know these guys and I'm, you know, I'm going to have these really serious talks. And she came out feeling a certain kind of way about Nick, you know, and whatever. So that's pretty obvious that that's that's how she viewed its purpose. And then that's how she executed on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really see, I mean, I feel like, let's put it this way. I feel like if Juan Pablo had like, you know, fooled her enough and like picked her at the end, Claire would have just been like, okay. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's what I wanted to emphasize too. consider the context of these two women calling out, Juan Pablo at the end. So again, like Charlene just goes to him and she's just like, Hey, not for me. I'm leaving. Okay. That's fine. She was very cordial about it. Andy goes and she, she initiates it. She challenges him and she's like, this is shitty. This is how you're acting. This is how I feel. And he didn't care. So she's like, fine, fuck it. I'm leaving. Claire was, I'm ready to spend the rest of my life. And I found the man of my dreams, even though like 24 hours prior to that, apparently Juan Pablo in the helicopter was just like, hey, you remember when we did sexy stuff in the ocean? That was cool. And this was like deeply upsetting for her, it seemed. I, I don't know. Like, I was very confused about this because I'm like, what did he what could he have possibly said to you? It just it, it was <laughs> not explained well, very well. 
she made it she made it sound like she was being objectified in some kind of a way yeah and yeah. that was what was upsetting to her which i totally get um and she was just like you know it it wasn't the kind of thing that i would want to hear from a boyfriend you yeah. know like so whatever it is maybe maybe that would work with somebody else but it you know sure didn't, as hell didn't, didn't work for her that. totally yeah. i get that i get that i'm just saying like she she had to have known like given his his advances at her and and the kind of guy that he is and then he goes and does that she's upset by it but can't really convey that to him well like they try to have a talk and that doesn't work very well and yet she's still there on the day where Juan Pablo was supposed to choose and she's like this is it I'm ready I'm going to marry and only after he's like that's why I'm not picking you. That's when she blows up. So it's, it was totally reactionary where Andy was was leading the charge. Right. That's yeah, exactly. We're on the same page for sure. Because like Andy was like, wait a minute, this is fucked up and I don't feel right about this. And like Claire had already had some feelings like that. So if she was like such the hero, she should have been like they should have been covering her talking about that already. You know, I've been like wait, why, why did you say this to me? Why, why do you feel comfortable talking to me like this? You know, and Andy, but like Andy doesn't pull any punches and like, and she was very consistent with that as the bachelorette, you know, I mean, Josh was a bad choice and she'll be the first to admit that. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like she didn't have like her choices weren't as good to begin with. No, like I don't there wasn't anybody at least I'm not remembering anybody who like now I'm like I feel bad and now I'm like googling back on my sheet. Um, No, I don't think there was anybody else in that would like really stood out in her season where I was at least that I can remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can't blame her. It's not like when you're watching Becca's season and you're just yelling at the TV like there are way better dudes there. Literally pick anyone else. Like anybody, anybody, anyone. Like I am not joking with you. Down to like the actual, like all of her final guys are like, what if, what if everyone left is bad? Cool. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 I it was so hard for me to watch it because I like I watched a lot of that season with you, and I knew who she picked, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh, it's all bad. It's all bad. (laughs) I can't tell you that because. You're going to be really sad about it, you know, like, um, oh, God, I just felt awful about that. Um, It's like this is like a slow moving train wreck. We should cover that quick, though. Yeah, I'm looking through Andy's contestants and they're worse than I remember. They were not good. Like none of them are that memorable because she had Chris Souls, too. Oh, and, you know, obviously Josh and Nick and none of these guys are anybody anymore. Like none of them. I don't remember them at all. Like I'm looking through these and I'm like, I'm like, is this that website where they put together a face? And you know what I mean? Where they're like, this is not a person. And you're like, no, it's got to be. That's what all of the faces look like. Mm-hmm. That's Doesn't terrifying. Um, but let's help. let's talk about some bachelor gossip quick, because obviously we're uh, I mean, we already talked about my dishes. So let's talk about bachelor gossip. Um, sure. So Becca and Garrett, we didn't talk about this last episode, did we? Uh, no, I know we talked about their breakup or alleged breakup and everything going on with them. So what's what's the latest here? 
Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if we talked about it last week or not. I couldn't remember. Um, cause, cause like there's still like a little bit, a little bit of stuff coming out now, but I know it broke last week. Um, okay. okay I couldn't remember if we had covered it or not. You know, what's interesting though, in this episode was that Becca's like, well, so I found love. Cause like they go, they go to like all these like former bachelorettes and they're like, how about Juan Pablo? And you know, and Caitlin's like, I love Caitlin so much. She's just, she's just like, uh, this is my cactus. Uh, cause, uh, uh, and his name's Juan Pablo. Cause Juan Pablo is a, a big, huge prick or whatever. <laughs> just, uh, I really like Caitlin Bristow so much. And, um, um, apparently she said she felt like an a-hole afterwards. Here's the thing. I absolutely love Caitlin, but she really needs to like, just like, say her say her shit and stick with it yeah don't she always she always feels really like she worries a lot about being liked Mm -hmm. i would Um, also say she should just say things and then not watch the show that she's on or listen to the podcast she's on (laughs) because you're like yeah "Yeah." you just backtrack she's like oh come on (laughs) but we love you caitlin so you can come on the show anytime we're huge fans we absolutely love you and you know and she was saying the other day that like because um she's gonna be on dancing with the stars and um i will watch i rarely watch dancing with the stars but like if there is a reality person that i like on it i will watch it and i will watch her definitely like at least her clips you know and apparently someone said that she looked plastic um and i just really don't get that from her at all like i don't I don't understand that. Like people were calling her old and plastic. And I'm like, I don't really, I think she looks like the same as she always does. I really don't. So I don't even get the criticism, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But I guess people were saying like, she looks so old and plastic and she, she posted on Instagram and she said, you win today trolls. It got to me. And it's like, Oh God. I mean, she, I, she has gotten really shit on and like, as a, bachelorette which and i also don't get you know where people are just like she's a whore and it's like i don't i i think the video that they were referencing she was just oh gosh it just started playing with sound and it scared me again um but she she had a she was like very contoured but it's not like she looked plastic it's just like that's contour are you dumb like oh who uh, cares it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter like even if she was plastic it doesn't fucking matter but it was just but it's just so strange like I don't know. I just really don't understand people's uh, desire to like, I really don't understand. This is a conversation I had in like a Bravo group I'm in where, you know, it's like who goes out of their way to go into someone's DMS and tell, tell them how they feel about them. Like what the, what the fuck kind of uh, mental disorder do you have to have to do that? Seriously? Because, you know, it's like, I I think, you know, strangers, that they're ugly to their face or just like yeah, privately. It's, like, it's so weird. It's like, it's fine. I think, you know, it's like snarking can be totally harmless and fun. And I, I, you know, it's like, I wouldn't really want to say anything to really tear someone down or I would hope they would understand. Like, this is my perception from the context of the show. Obviously I'm not saying that you as a human being are terrible or whatever, unless you're Juan Pablo, then you're fucking terrible. And that's obvious. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or if you're Luke or whatever, it's like, I'm pretty sure you're a sociopath, but like, but like most of the people in the show, it's like, yeah, you see, you see one window of them or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, someone, some people have been getting really like 
viscerally angry in the groups I'm in about like below deck this year, below deck med. And like, like to the point where I'm like, are you, are you some of the like troubled people like threatening others in there? You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you going in? Cause like, it's so wild to me that people who do like nothing wrong, they're just like the happen to be the villain on a TV show and they're getting death threats. It's like, I, it's just beyond me. And that happens to Caitlin all the time. And I don't get it either because she's so cool. So I'm like, really? You pick uh, her yeah. to threaten? She's so fun. And like, she's one of my all-time favorite bachelorettes. Like, she's way up there. Um, I've, I never get excited about the bachelorettes that they pick and it's like, finally, you know, it's like, all right. When Caitlin came on, I was like, all right, it's been a while since I got excited. Now I'm excited. And then she had to fucking compete for it. And I was just like, what the hell? You know, like, that's not fair. And, you know, finally we're going to get to see Tasha, which is also very exciting, but it's rare that I'm excited about that stuff. So anyway, I feel really bad for Caitlin, um, but she shouldn't have let up. She she should just she's she's got to stay off like the comments sections. She's just got to ignore yeah, that shit. She's like she lets it get to her too much, and she shouldn't because she is she is so fantastic. Um, she just doesn't need to be bothered with that. Um, no, and needs to embrace the hater lifestyle. Yeah, she just shouldn't backtrack from calling Juan Pablo a huge prick. I think that's funny. So whoever had a stick up their butt and told you that you shouldn't tell that joke, ignore them and tell them they're dumb. Like, um, I had I had like an older person say to me recently something about you know basically like, well, you're not going to always like speak your mind when you're older, you know, and in an attempt to, you know, keep a job or whatever, you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't think you know me very well. I was like, I can't, I don't have another setting. It's unfortunate. I have, I have not been picked for jobs. I have turned down jobs. I have, you know what I mean? I have not pursued certain opportunities because I don't, have another setting. But yeah. my default is I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just going <laughs> to tell you how I feel about something. And if you don't like it and and you disagree to the point that you don't even want me to be in your environment, that is you and you have every right to make that decision. But I'm not going to hold back just because of that. And I think I have a lot to teach Caitlin. Caitlin, I know you're listening because I know you're a huge fan of the show. That's my favorite running joke. Oh, yeah. They all, they all listen. Caitlin, I know you're a huge fan of the show. If you need Even some you, Garrett, you up, fucking loser. Yeah, fuck you, Garrett. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, uh, if you need some, just like, you know, need that time, that like, that motivation, that pump up. I'll be your cheerleader for sure. Remember that song cheerleader was really big. Um, I was in Canada when I, when I got huge and I was confused because I thought maybe it was only a Canada thing, but then by by the time I got back to the States, it was huge here too. Anyway. uh, So, (laughs) so Andy's great. uh, Caitlin's great. And let's, I guess let's talk about Claire a little bit. Oh, I had one more thing to say about Becca. Sorry. So so Becca had said something about finding her love. 
And I was like, ooh, like, it's just one of those things where you're like, I'm watching it happen and I know what happens. Uh, it's that Mike Birbiglia joke, like, I'm in the future also, you know, you're like, oh, like, I know how this ends. And then she had said something about stand your ground. And the only thing I could think was like, well, your ex knows about stand your ground. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm God. really glad that she got out of there. I'm really glad. And uh, and uh, apparently uh, Rachel uh, ha- got interviewed and asked about it because, of course, when something like this happens, it's like, well, Rachel, what do you think? Because it was causing like a rift between her and Becca. And mm-hmm. so, you know, people were curious about that. And she said that she was proud of her. Um, she said, I'm happy for Becca because she's making a decision for herself. She didn't come out. She didn't have to come out and explain to people that they ended their relationship. But, you know, she's like, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her. And she's doing what she needs to do for herself. She's taking the time to do that. And she moved. And yeah, Becca moved to LA. That's a new thing. So I think she was in San Diego, right? And then she moved to LA. Yeah. Um, So good for her. And, um, you know, Rachel said. I like San Diego better, but that's just me. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Just because it's it's less insane. Like, it's just totally LA is just too busy for me. I like it, but it's it's just too much. San Diego is is just perfect weather, but way more chill and relaxed. But I guess if I was a former contestant on a reality TV show trying to ride out my 15 minutes of fame and build a career off of my personal brand, LA would make more sense. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, I think LA makes more sense because then she can live in one of those bachelorette houses, you know, that, that exactly. seemed to pop up a lot. Um but yeah, so it sounds like it sounds like that is helping their friendship, which is good because honestly, I care way more about that than Becca's relationship. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, oh gosh, an ad just played. I'm so scared of looking on websites for references because things just play and scare the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Let's talk about Claire, I guess. Um, so it's still weird to watch this because when that was my other question. When did they film this stuff? I don't know. I'm inclined to think a lot of it was filmed earlier. And then a few things were probably just rush filmed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, but a lot of this feels like it was maybe April or May. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause they're like referencing the summer, but it's like, like no one is addressing the fact that Claire's season is only going to be a few episodes and how stupid do they think we are? Mm-hmm. So then what is it like May, June probably is when they did a lot of this stuff. I don't I know. I feel like it must also, be. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Farrell, 100% had a fake background on her, uh, her interview when they were talking to her because they, they had the, the shelf that she had all fake books. So unless she's the kind of person whose aesthetic is like completely pristinely clean stainless steel kitchen and then sitting in front of a bookshelf with fake ass books on it, that's a fake one for sure. They're Airbnb in these motherfuckers. I know it. <laughs> but she might be because she's like this pediatric nurse. She's probably not home a lot. She doesn't have time to read books. She's a busy lady. I don't know. Well, the other thing is some Instagram... I'm inclined to say uh, it's it's a fake. It's got to be a fake. It, there's no way. 
I refuse to believe that all these people live in the exact same house. And that's the other thing too. I start looking at these and I'm like, is this the same Airbnb that they used before? I don't know. I'm not sure. Impossible. I'm still, I'm still, I still have questions for Natasha Parker. Natasha, I know you're a big fan of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Natasha, I need to know where your background was from because I've gone all the way through your Instagram and I haven't found, okay, not all the way. That's a total exaggeration. Uh-huh. I went the last few months through your Instagram, uh, you know, at least through apparently a picture of you wearing uh, a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. I didn't take you to be that basic, but okay. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, I cannot find the background that you were like, and nothing that even looks close where it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense that that would be it. But there's a lot of pictures of her in art galleries and stuff. And, and she's done like yoga and meditation in art galleries. So that is like my current working, uh, theory is that she, was in an art gallery or something mm-hmm. like, cause it seems like she has like art friends um, and has connections to galleries, but that's, that's honestly my best guess. Um, and she's also like, you know, she uses the hashtag, like hashtag art lovers. So that makes it official anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And I and so it was weird because Nikki, they like focused on her not at all on this episode and she won. <laughs> but yeah. like by yeah, this point, like well, yeah, she didn't win. She didn't win. Like, you know, we, we know it wasn't a win, but um lost long term. <laughs> she definitely lost. But it's so weird because like by this point, Chris like hated Juan Pablo. Like he never even the contestants where you're like, you need to shake some sense into them. He's still way nicer to them than Juan Pablo. He didn't even give a fuck by the end. Like he just like, and they didn't, they cut a lot of that shit out too, but I don't know if you remember that, but he just like shit all over him, just left, right, every which way. And I loved it. And I was just like, I am here for this. Like, this is great. And where he was just like, you know, like, you're not very cool, Juan Pablo, and you're a total fuckboy. And, you know, like, I think you totally suck. And don't you feel bad about it? Anyway, let's talk about how terrible you are some more. And it was just kind of like they had like one clip at the end. But I remember he just like tore him a new asshole. Oh, so yeah. I was kind of sad that they didn't show all of that. But that's OK. Well, and I was I was hoping they'd, they'd get an interview with him. But uh, oh, I guess Wani Pobbs was not interested in doing that. Um, I, I, he put out some kind of statement and I think it, it makes it sound like he's open to like doing it at some point, but he didn't want to do it then or something. I don't know. It all sounds like bullshit to me it, and it makes him look like more of an asshole. So, you know, whatever, if he, if he really thought that, you know, he wasn't terrible or he didn't have to atone for anything, or if he wanted to apologize, that'd be a nice change of pace. He could have done it, but chose not to. So. Yeah, I mean, that's not shocking, though. I mean, you know, look at him. (laughs) You know, I think he's the kind of person, too, where it's like he thought that this was going to make him look good. And I think he was probably more focused on getting, you know, ladies after him, like after the show. I I think his intention was never to get engaged with somebody at all. Like, that's obvious. And so... 
Yeah, I don't know. He's just like I I think it's like he know he's dumb, but he's smart enough to know at this point that he's not going to look good on the show. So, mm. he shouldn't try to to like redeem himself or anything because it's just not going to work. Um but yeah, oh I'm yawning because he just exhausts me, apparently. Uh very exhausting. And I, I felt bad for Nikki because she's uh, she's not she didn't come off as the most interesting or compelling uh contestant on the show, but she seemed very sweet and she was just tiny and, and wayfish and uh she has this wonderful job as a pediatric nurse and she just seems like a good, pure, fragile person. And then you have Juan Pablo and there's two moments that are just stuck in my head. And one is when he says, I'm picking you, but I'm not going to give you a ring, blah, 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 blah. And you just see this, like the color kind of drain from her face. And the other is on the, after the final rose, where if you didn't think Juan Pablo was an asshole before, you know, maybe you were on the fence. He really (laughs) put the nail in his own coffin there because just the way that he talked about her and watching her facial expressions and her body language, I just felt horrible for her. It was just like watching someone who's completely trapped and hates the situation they're in. But she stuck it out for months and months and months before she finally said, you know what, fuck it, I can't be with you. So uh, more power to her, but man, it, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. I think that's just the whole thing all around. Like Juan Pablo is such a bummer. <laughs> like we just... We were all, and I blame everyone who freaked out about him. Yeah. Uh, And I was not one of them because he was on Desiree season, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, he got cut pretty early, like around like the week five or week six, like midpoint, I'd say. Uh, And then he also, on top of the many other reasons why he's a shithead, uh, he got, asked at some point i think it was in like 2013 or 2014 it was either right before or right after he did the bachelor and someone asked him if he thought there could ever be like a a gay bachelor um and oh yeah and he said no because all gay people are perverts or something to that effect yeah yeah what a fucking piece of shit and then he tried to backtrack because everyone was just like hi that was like really bigoted and terrible and you're a shithead and he's like, oh, actually, I meant by perverted that they are more affectionate and that it may be too hot for TV. <laughs> what? Yeah. What so does that stupid. mean? Yeah, you're so uh, dumb, Juan Pablo. And then I'm looking at Desiree's dudes. Um, like, okay, remember uh, Brooks? Like that whole thing. So there was like, there were rumors that Brooks was going to be with Desiree at the end. And then there was all like there, there was some, that was like the spoiler that had first come out. And then reality Steve was like, Oh, I got it wrong. And you'll see why and whatever. Cause I think Brooks like left unexpectedly in the show, but he was like really cool. And then there was Michael, the federal prosecutor who I still think is like totally hot. There were like so many, like they, she had like quite a few decent dudes on the show. Oh my God. Mikey was so like, simple but sweet (laughs) he was great i forgot about him that plumbing guy um and then oh who was who else i saw somebody else that i was like oh yeah i forgot about that guy um 
But yeah, she had like some decent men on her show. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it was just Brooks that I was going to bring up. But there were guys that I was like rooting for that it's like they would have been they would have been fine bachelors. But all these morons like decided like, no, we're going to scream about Juan Pablo. And then we're going to, you know, we're not going to let you have Brooks or or Mike. We're going to let you have this guy instead. And I was just like. And it was like the wasn't it the first time that they did it? Oh yeah, and Zach. Zach was my favorite. Um uh Carly's brother. I just thought he was awesome. And so you could have had like way more interesting, positive dudes. And then you decide to pick this, like, yeah, this guy who's totally read the pickup artist and like <laughs> just like uh why? Um You're but trash. anyway. Let's talk about St. Lucia for a minute, because I forgot they went to St. Lucia too. Um and uh, I have feelings uh, about this because I love, I love St. Lucia. Um, I went there last year and I like became obsessed and I was like, I, when can I come back? And I don't remember if I've ever talked about it on the show, but um, my, one of my friends grew up in St. Lucia. So she was there for, I think like 16 years. And so a lot of her family still lives there. And so she got married there last year. And it was such an amazing, like talk about a cool destination wedding, like what a neat thing to get to do. And I was, uh, kind of broke. Like I had just, like, I was out of work for a while. I had just gotten a new job. So I was like, I got to do, I like, I can't not go, but I got to do this on the cheap. Like the flight is so expensive because it's like a little Island, you know, and not easy to get to from the Midwest. Go figure. And so I ended up getting like an Airbnb that was like $30 a night and um, was like a pretty short drive away from the resorts where people were staying. Um, They were in Rodney Bay, which is like a pretty big like tourist area. I mean, the entire island is like a tourist area, but like this was, you know, this is like a pretty big area for like shopping and nightlife and, you know, good restaurants and the beach and everything. And, um, so I really wasn't that far away from all of that stuff, but it's just so funny that I like spent, I said $30 a night to stay there. I had like a huge studio apartment that could have slept six comfortably and it cost me like nothing. And I was, I was right above, um, the, there's, um, what is it called? The star, I think. Um, hold on. Let me look. St. Lucia. Yeah, the St. Lucia Star. So I was I was staying above the St. Lucia Star, which is the island's newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it's like <laughs> it's like their official newspaper. But this is the way that my friend described it. She's like, it reads like a tabloid. <laughs> it's like all gossipy because everybody knows everybody because it's a small ass island, you know? And it's also like kind of like traditional, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the thinking there is pretty like traditional. Um, so it's just, they, they get hung up on really weird things. <laughs> like just get really like upset and panties and a bunch about some strange stuff. And so like, that's where I was staying anyway. That's not, that's an exciting thing to that's me. Amazing. <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of great. $30 a night thing. That's, that's just absurd to me. Like, yeah, and St. Lucia is like really safe. It's a super safe island. So you can do stuff like that. You don't have to go to like sandals or whatever. And like my friend and I had a lot of like long conversations about like sandals and like and like 
there's all these really big resorts on town, but Sandals is like famous for like locking down their people. So like if you stay at a Sandals, they are not going to let you out of their sight. Like, you know, and if you're going to go on an excursion, they are going to control every second of that excursion. And like I ended up walking from my Airbnb to this um to this like uh, historic, like it was like an old military base and it's, it's now a park and it's like eight bucks for admission. It's pretty cheap. And then you can actually like hike up to go get food at what they have two restaurants on site and you can hike all the way up to this like cliff and there's a really pretty view and like, it's a really neat place. Um, but there isn't like a clear road to walk there. You just kind of like walk down this dirt path and you get there and you're, and you're walking behind a sandals. And there was this guy that pulled over and he was like, Hey, can I help you? Are you lost? And I was like, Oh no, I'm just walking back to, you know, to the, my apartment where I'm staying. And he's like, Oh, okay. You know where you're going? I'm like, yeah, totally. And he's like, okay, cool. Cute towel, by the way. And I was like, thanks. And she goes, that was totally a sandals employee who was like, (laughs) somebody got loose. And we need to make sure that they're okay. Sandals Roundup Squad just looking for white people who look remotely confused. Yeah. And it's not like I looked confused, but I had like a bright colored beach towel. Like I knew where I was going. It was not that hard to get back home. But it's kind of a long walk and you don't you don't really see people out walking, even though it's a totally like walkable place. Like it's just so funny. But anyway, um, my experience of St. Lucia was markedly different from other people that I've talked to who went to St. Lucia. And like, like I said, just stayed at resorts, did the excursions. And my friend and I were talking about it. And she's like, the two of us, we want to go back like, and like double date and go there for a week. And, um, I, I met a lot of her family. It was really, it was really fun, but she's like, I want to do the touristy stuff. Cause I never do it. Cause I always just come and hang out with my family. So we're like, let's do the, you know, rainforest tour and the rum tasting and whatever. Um, but I, I did very little of that stuff. I, 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 I kind of snuck into one of the resorts because she was staying there and she's like, I never get to do this stuff, you know, like this is kind of cool. And, um, so I had to look up what the, what resorts they were staying at. I was like, I'm so curious. Cause we spent a lot of time just like talking about like, basically if you have a job in St. Lucia, you're probably working for like a resort or a restaurant or whatever. And some of the ones that they stayed at, one was like $500 a night. Um, another one is upwards of $1,500 a night. And then another one was like $1,600 on average. Wow. Jesus. And I was just like, that's so expensive. That's so crazy expensive. And like, you can find like every, you can find so much stuff. I mean, it's not a rich country, you know, so you can find so much stuff there on the cheap. Um, and you can find accommodations pretty affordable. I ate very affordably the entire time I was there. I mean, really the cost was just getting there and getting home. Everything else was like really cheap, but I was just like, I can't believe that like one night in this hotel was basically what I spent for my entire trip. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. It's like mind blowing. But anyway, if you end up wanting to go to St. Lucia when all this is over right now, they've only had 27 cases and it's like a big hairy deal that they had a 27th case because it was just in the St. Lucia star. <laughs> um, so they're staying relatively safe, which is good. Um, 
So don't go there now, you monsters. Stop going to islands right now. What is wrong with you? Stop it. People are doing that and I don't get it. So wait, but when things get better, go to St. Lucia, do yourself a favor. I'm not getting paid to say this. And like, go to that Airbnb. You'll find it easy. Go to the one that's like 30 bucks a night. You will not regret it. The hosts are super sweet. You have a whole kitchen. Um, There's a grocery store that's less than a mile away. You can just go there. Buy. I bought like more food than I needed for $27 and it lasted me the entire weekend. Um, Yeah. Why stay at these bougie places? But yeah, one of the places they stayed at has a view of the Pitons, which are like the really like the signature mountains that you can see from the island. And that place is like $1,600 for that view. That big bachelor money. Worth it. Aside from the uh, the natural beauty and travel tips about St. Lucia, I think our big takeaways from this season, Juan Pablo, the worst. Juan Pablo's season, maybe the best. Charlene, still a boss-ass motherfucker, and we love Fantastic. her. Fantastic. We love her. Yeah. Andy, still great. Underrated. Yeah. Claire, totally. A eh, little overrated. Nikki, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> That's what I got. That's- that sounds great. That was a good wrap up. So when is Claire's season starting? Is it like a week from now or do we have a little bit of time? I think we have a little break in between. Okay. Maybe a couple of weeks. So. All right. Perfect. Well, well, this was fun. Uh, I guess my next, my next mission is going to be, if we've got a little bit of time, finally make my way through Bachelor Nation and hopefully have, have some hot takes for all of you from that fantastic book. Yes. <laughs> All right, but until until then, please take care of yourselves, everybody. And and if you can, snag yourselves a jelly box. And don't do needle drugs. Don't do needle drugs. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>